So we live in the censorship industrial complex in which if you have a differing opinion in comparison to those radical executives who were at Twitter prior towards Elon Musk taking over, they would ban you. If you said something in comparison to the consensus when it came to the narrative of the virus or gender ideology in which perhaps you impose your opinion that this is dangerous, then people would ban you from society. The cyberspace is the most important area of current date and the Twitter execs whom I believe prior towards Musk have got away with literal murder. They would censor you. They would censor people who had certification when it came to the virus, when it came to very important issues and debates within today's society. Well, today, we actually have more censorship, but there are still a few outlets in which you can hear conservative principles being spoken. This is, I believe this is a form of fascism. It literally is what the Nazis did at such a conspicuous scale in the past. They imposed radical forms of violence upon people who had alternative opinions. And then of course, of course, everyone goes along with the consensus when you're imposing violence. The same is true within today's age in which if you speak up and have an alternative opinion, whether that's, you know, relation to climate, net zero, gender ideology, or whatever it is, you are cast aside. And I don't think that should be okay. So I'm not going to shut up. I'm going to speak up. And I hope that you join me on this journey. So I want to speak about a lot of things today. And we're going to react to some clips from Michael Knowles, whom is an Italian like myself. And he's a rather good com commentator, I, I should say, if I may applaud him. One thing I... I think it's fairly comical, is the gender ideology of the military, in which it just shows the strength and the integrity and the power of the United States of America, which is just imposing radical ideologies upon the military. It's really, really funny. So let's react to a few clips. Michael Knowles talking about transgenderism, military ideology, and some interesting scenarios. Let's see. Hi, Michael. Uh, my name is Becca Kaminsky, and my question is about all this crazy AI stuff that's going on right now. Um, so recently, you've talked a lot about how AI is becoming a huge problem, especially when it comes to pornography. So my question is, as a parent, how are you planning to protect your kids from this industry, this pandemic that is happening to our society and the nuclear family? And what are some ways, um, as a woman, that I could play in dismantling this prevalent issue? No smartphones. That's the first place. My kids are still a little young, though these days kids are born. They come out of the womb on TikTok. So uh, no smartphones, period. Uh, I think if you give a kid a smartphone, it's just a portal to hell. I mean, you, you can't blame the kid when the kid looks up naughty things. It's just going to happen. I think the average age that people are exposed to pornography today is 12. That's the average age or median age. It, it, it can be much younger. It can be as young as eight or nine years old. So uh, you've, you've got to limit that. You've got to pay attention to what kind of schools they're going to. And, you know, in some reasonable parts of the country, public schools are fine. In other parts, they're not fine. And you need to find an alternative. And some of the alternatives to that could be through school choice. Some of the alternatives could be through homeschooling. And you just foot the bill yourself. I'm not saying it's easy or cheap, but there are ways to do it. And in fact, I think Senator Cruz made it easier to do that sort of thing by, by slipping in a, a greater funding provision into legislation around 529 accounts. So it doesn't only go to woke colleges, but it actually can be spent at other places. So you could look into that as well. And you, you've got to uh, check because even the, the private schools in a lot of these places, uh, private schools in LA are crazier than the public schools. They're, they're gonna teach you weirder gender 
pornographic stuff than the public schools are, and you're going to pay 50 grand a year for the privilege of that. So, you know, you've got to be very aware of your community, and your community is more than just the people who come to your house on Sundays and the school that your kids goes to. You know, the community is going to involve the church. The community is going to involve your physical neighborhood, which even today still matters. These are people you're going to see. Um, we should take a lesson from the libs. When the libs say it takes a village to raise a child, uh, Hillary Clinton says that because she just wants to claw all your children away and do whatever she wants to them. But, but there's a lot of truth to that. You know, we're, we're the social creature. We're a political animal. We're, we are mimetic beings. In fact, we're educated by imitating what our mommies and daddies say and do and even by the desires of the people that we spend a lot of time with. So there's a pithy little phrase, which is that you are the average of the five people you spend the most time with. That's certainly true. And so if your kid is spending time around a bunch of degenerates or people who just have the wrong idea about a lot of things, they're going to fall into that kind of stuff. And if the people that they're spending the most time with are phantoms flickering on a screen on their on their phone, that will be all the worse. Uh, that's, that's one practical step. And then, I don't know, build a moat, build a big wall, I don't get a lot of guns or something. Yes, my friend, that is so true. And Michael has spoken about in the past, uh, TikTok and porn, and how this is leading to the dege degeneration of the culture, specifically when it comes to child so-called transgenderism. Apparently, Michael noted, I believe, in the past, there's a specific type of porn, which if you, if you watch it, you basically just have this strange, absurd desire to change gender, or sex, I should say. I, I'm very concerned. I mean, the society we live in is so uncompetitive nowadays. If you're spending seven hours on your phone, good luck, sunshine, getting anywhere. You're going to be a brokey, and that's the unfortunate truth. And so many young kids just out the womb are just on TikTok, on YouTube Shorts. They love it. And it's just... Within an era of instant connectedness, the greatest evil is, uh, is, is, is conspicuous hedonism. Is constant hedonism, I guess you could say. It's very bad, and many young people are just becoming stupid and dumb. Low IQs, and two are being exposed towards instant porn. It's like, how great. Okay, last clip. This is uh, an interesting scenario I, I want you to check out. Some advice on a touchy subject with my family. I have a cousin back in the Chicagoland area. She's uh, 19 now and has been going down the liberal rabbit hole um, for like four years now. And first off, saying like she's pansexual or whatever that means. And By the way, the liberal rabbit hole is bloody awful. They make you believe that climate change is going to kill everyone. They make you believe that everyone is racist and power is the only thing in which rules the world. They make you believe that white superiorities ingrained within everyone. They make you believe horrible things such as gender ideology. It's really not nice. You can see why many people on the liberal side just fall into absurdity because they believe the world is ending in two years. They believe that everyone is going to, you know, they just believe terrible things. Now, um, it, it means give me attention is what it means. But, yeah, you know, many yeah. such cases. Because um, you can't get anywhere else. But, uh, but now she's saying her preferred pronouns are he and him. And... Hmm. I've brought it up to my parents. My dad won't say anything to his brother, and I don't know how to bring it up to my family without t totally um, like losing contact with my uncle or tearing the family apart. I just want to know uh, if there's anything I can do to prevent her from mutilating herself and destroying her life. By the way, if it was me, no, I'm a bit of a pr like that. I'm just gonna say no if I don't believe in something, and there's nothing you can do to stop me. So uh, I would say no. I like the word no. I would recommend you be very clear about this. And we are called to speak the truth in love, and I think this would be a clear place where you could apply that teaching. And I think that it's better not only for her, but better for you, ultimately, and your relationship with your family. Uh, and it's better 
in that, if she does mutilate herself and comes to regret it, you'll feel terrible that you didn't help her. It's because you'll have to deal with this fact of how she's presenting herself. Are you going to lie to appease her? Are you going to tell the truth? Further down the line, that's going to be harder. But I also think it's important to be clear, because when people are clear and they have a consistent point of view, that can engender respect and even affection. Uh, you, you see this if you're going to ask a girl out on a date. Sometimes people write into my show, they ask me, usually not for pansexual things, but, you know, regular dating. They'll say, I'm nervous, how do I ask a girl out on a date? And I say, in, in my experience, and I, I don't have much recent experience, but my experience, there's two ways to get a girl to like you. You can either be the strong, silent type, Gary Cooper, doesn't say very much, keep to yourself. That can be very attractive. Or I'm of the Italian persuasion, we're a little more... Um, vocal and emotional about things. You can be very forthright and you can say, listen, baby, I love you. I think you're beautiful. We got to go get a drink. Let's go. You can't deny me. I'm in love. You can write love poetry, right? And, the, and that can be charming too. The thing that's not going to work is that middle ground when you try to say, well, you know, I'm, hey, Sheila, I kind of think you're cute or something, but I don't know. Do you maybe want to go get a meal sometime or I don't know, whatever you want to do. That's not, that's not attractive at all. And, and I think this is true in so many areas of public life. If, if you come out and you say, hey, they, them, hey, you know, Cyborg 7, I totally affirm whatever delusion you've got, and uh, you can chop yourself up, and I'm totally on board, uh, your cousin will like you. If you come out conversely and say, look, hey, uncle, hey, cuz, I love you guys, of course, um, I would just advise you to maybe rethink this. And here's why I think that, because it seems to me that that uh, men and women are different, and the transgender surgery isn't, isn't real. It doesn't do anything, and women have all sorts of terrible side effects from the testosterone. It increases rage. It increases uh, libido. I interviewed one woman who detransitioned. She said she became so violent when she took the testosterone that she turned the, the violence on herself. She was very lucky because she said, I, I'm glad I didn't turn it on anyone else. Uh, you can point to skyrocketing rates of regret, you can point to the largest data set on the transgender procedures, both hormonal and surgical, which show that transgender procedures do not have the promised mental health benefits. That, in fact, when you look at anxiety, depression, suicidality, uh, not only are, do the numbers not improve, but, but on the case of anxiety, the, the numbers actually get worse after the procedure. So you could point to that. You could point to the relative novelty of this idea. By the way, what a surprise. No bloody wonder like anxiety and suicide rates skyrocket after you've just chopped your body up at age two. It's like... And, and say, hey, you know, cuz, uncle, isn't, does it seem kind of weird to you that this uh, understanding of what boys and girls are has just been completely radically altered in the last, like, um, five minutes from what it always was for all of human history? Maybe introduce some questions there and say, look, I just don't think it's true, and uh, I think you'd, you're harming yourself, and because I care about you, I'm going to tell you the truth. They, they might not like it. They might even sort of yell at you. But, but you're much more likely to have their respect and ultimately their affection if they think that you are speaking to them truthfully because you love them, because you will the good of that other person, not as some instrumental matter to you, but for her own sake. So, ladies and gentlemen, this is it. The culture wars are in full swing. And unfortunately, it's more important than ever to speak up when it comes to politics and your opinion, whether that's a conservative or not, it's important to speak up and have these views and share them. Because unfortunately, as we can see with the digital tyranny in today's society, if we don't speak up, if we don't voice our opinion, we shall walk into an apocalyptic mess.
And this is true on the gender ideology front, it's true on the tyrannical digital front, it's true on the COVID front, it's true on every front. Speak up, stay strong, and I'll see you soon.